Broadcasting from their dining room table in Long Beach, California, it's the Stonebirds with Dave Stone and Katie Strandberg. Get it? Advice and encouragement from two goofballs who can barely run their own lives. Call now at 562-548-2012 to be a part of the show. Now welcome the Stonebirds. this song. Uh, Good choice, Cecil. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Devo. I love Devo. The evolution. Devo for short. (laughs) Is that really true? The evolution. The evolution. Devo. Uh Uh-huh. Huh. Uh Uh-huh. I never knew that. I thought it was just... They think we're going backwards. Oh. We're de-evolving. I mean, maybe. That's a real heavy title for a band. A bunch of nerds overthinking <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> they have snappy tunes, though. You know, they have snappy tunes. Uh-huh. They're all right, the boys. The Devo boys, okay. They're wonderful. Uh-huh. I prefer this over a lot of things. You didn't like my promise <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> okay, I think I... You know what? Uh-huh. To be fair, uh-huh. I'm sorry. My delivery uh-huh. was not kind. Okay. It was harsh and blunt. Uh-huh. I didn't say it with love, and I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I said I'd rather listen to some fun music. Promise is fun. They're wacky. Sometimes I feel like it's a dark torture chamber of a nightmare escape, but that's like in a good of, way. That's kind of their thing. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah, in a good way. You I- nailed it. Thank you. Uh-huh. Like the soundtrack of Nightmares. Uh-huh. But like in a cool, I'm a cool kid way. Uh-huh. And sometimes I just want some fun pop, you know, like Call Me Maybe. Who's that? Carly Ray something. It's on my Apple iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Boo? Oh, uh, Boo, I'm great. What are you doing? Oh, dude, I'm just drinking my 79 cent, I hope, uh-huh. coffee. You hope. You purchased a 79 cent coffee. Guys, 7-Eleven right now. One large coffee, 79 cents. That's what a neighbor told me. Mm-hmm. Isn't, isn't that kind of always been no, the real cheap No, they're coffee? like two. It's it's up there. Really? It's in the twos for mm-hmm. sure, a large. So that's like 70 whatever percent off, right? Huh. 70% off? What is <laughs> so it's $2 <laughs> regularly, yeah. $2. And, and now it's... I said two something. Cents. Yeah. So 79. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, like we'll 60, go 55. Mm-hmm. What is it? Well, I don't know what the exact starting price is, so I can't calculate. Well, either do I. So around. Huh. Listen, let's not, hey, hey let's hey. not talk. Let's not get no coffee fight again. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Boo Boo? I'm good. I got cobwebs in my head oh. we're recording earlier today i know i got a bit of a nyquil hangover oh man i am well listen i've been up since five so i am buzzing and going i've already i've already gone done seen lived what'd you ex- do today okay already out the gate took charlie on a walk big get uh-huh okay number two 
I went to my father's house. Yeah. <laughs> Big get. How was that? It was interesting. Yeah. I saw my sister. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And yeah, it, it was like nothing. It was just very, it was interesting. Yeah. I think I make people uncomfortable. Yeah. Shocker. But <laughs> I do. Charlie was in his Bjorn with me. Yeah. Went with the Bjorn. <laughs> and then we went and got bagels. We had a nice little day. Me and Charlie needed to get back on track. A little mother-son time. Little, we just needed our time. Mm-hmm. You know? I understand. And then I came back. I get to see you. I get to be here. Dreamy. <laughs> dreamy. It's dreamy. <laughs> well, you look nice today. Thank you so much. I put makeup on. I love anytime you put uh, a bandana in your hair. Yeah. Is that the right terminology? Yeah. Bandana, or, scarf, or whatever scarf. it is. Uh, yeah. Bandana. It's usually a bandana. You look good with hair accessories. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, shockingly though, hats very hard because yeah, my my yeah. head's misshapened. Well, and I, I gotta be careful here because I don't want to no, come, no. oh, come off no. as sexist. Um, I've yet, I, I feel like females rarely pull off the baseball cap. Like it, it rarely, it, it always looks a little unnatural. Yeah. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's See, just I, I think associate it, looks cute. it with. Sometimes it does, but sometimes it's like. But I look cute, man. You always look Good cute. work. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was good. But, uh, sidestep. Bandana probably more so. Ooh, uh, but No, I'm just saying. I, no, I, I, I Females, like it. rarely do I see a female pull it off. Baseball hats? And, you're right. And I know I, that sounds sexist. And no, I'm, it doesn't. I'm not trying to be sexist. Maybe, like, subconsciously I just associate the baseball hat with dudes. So when I see a female wearing it, it's like, hey, it doesn't seem right. But beyond that, I feel like if I really wanted to put it under a microscope, like they never, and I think maybe too, is most dudes have a lifetime of experience of wearing them. That's true. Whereas a lot of times women wear it maybe for a fashion thing and they don't really understand the nuance of the baseball cap. Okay. So from my perspective, as a baseball cap sometimes wearer, Uh It's a let me hide my roots situation. It's a, okay, this will make me look a little better than what my hair is doing, Mm -hmm. which I'm never excited about my hair. (laughs) I'm not thrilled. We all know Guy's hair journey. If you haven't listened, Mm -hmm. I've been on one for over a year. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I get that. I think with baseball hats, too, remember when... Well, we lived in the land of hipster hats, but do you remember like big floppy hats for a while? Like oh, girls yeah. were wearing. In LA, yeah. yeah, in LA, it was like mm-hmm. a cool thing. I tried, and I looked like it was a sombrero. It was they, very sad. They all looked like they were trying to be like Emmylou Harris, or they they all looked like they were in a in a alt country band. Oh, see, I thought everyone pulled them off beautifully, and mm-hmm. I thought it was a real big statement. Like here I am with mm-hmm. my fucking hat. Oh, sorry, mm-hmm. but that's how it felt. Like yeah. here I am. <laughs> With my fucking hat. <laughs> but I, I think with baseball hats, it's more of a necessity. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like guys wear uh, them as a necessity. Oh, necessity. I thought you said necessity. Necessity. I thought you made up a word. Maybe. Uh-huh. Sure. Go ahead. Uh, but, like, it's it's protecting your face. Mm-hmm. You're playing the sport of baseball, uh-huh. maybe. You know, there's a whole... You guys have a whole different relationship mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. So maybe that's why, too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it is baseball. So you got the fever. Yeah. You got the baseball fever. That being said, real quick, I I would rather see a woman wear a baseball hat than a dude wear a flat-billed baseball hat. That's, that's a trend oh. I still refuse to embrace. Okay, why is that? I don't know. I, I, I know it makes me sound like a cranky old man, but just where I come from, you get your hat. 
and you, you, you I'm not saying everybody's got to bend the bill like redneck Georgia style like I do. You bend it in a cup for weeks. Yeah, yeah, I put it in a cup. <laughs> I just, the flat bill, just something about it, I just can't embrace it. It just looks, well, it's unnatural. The bill okay. was, I'm pretty sure the bill is designed to be molded and bent a little bit, you know. So it's more for style. I, I mean, it's obviously more, people who are rocking okay. that are rocking it for style, yeah. But it just, I don't know, it just looks so goofy to me. Just a completely flat. And then now, you get people got to leave the sticker on. Yeah, I'm not. I don't con- understand I'm concerned. that. I don't understand the tennis shoes with the tags either, like the cool. Yeah, I don't get. I mean, I know this makes me sound like an old, and I am an old man. You I'm, are. I'm, I'm way older than some of the people that are rocking these sticker flat bill caps, but it just looks goofy. See, I don't know the history of the flat bill, but I do like the innovation of hey, I still like baseball hats, mm-hmm. but this is my style. Yeah, and I get that. And what if you, you gotta, have a big forehead? Yeah, you gotta that, rock it that your That must own be way. nice. Yeah. Horizontally. Mm-hmm. You you have some balance. Mm-hmm. Who knows? You know? Yeah. I just <sighs> far be it for me to judge. You know, you know, listen. But I'm going to anyway. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, your style. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I'm very into baseball right now. Yeah, I've noticed. Very excited. Good. Uh, it, it's back in full swing. We've been... Uh, and your beloved Braves. About a month now. Been into it. And uh, the Braves are, you know, they're off to an okay start. Huh? They're, they're underperforming by their standards. Um, they're, they're, they're sitting somewhere around 500. When I say a team is around 500, do you know what that means? It means a no. And I'm not being condescending. I understand. I oh, love- by the way, everybody, I know nothing about this. And he's explained it to me many times, but I'm going to, I'm digging in. Yeah, I'm not being condescending. I'm just, I'm always curious at um, how much somebody knows about something that they're not into. Does totally. that make sense? Yes, I get like, it. I know you're not into baseball, yes. but you know a little but I, something about But I baseball. love you and I'll sit yeah. sometimes. No, if a team is, uh, <laughs> if a team's around five, 500, meaning uh, their winning percentage. Okay. Uh, 50%, 500. Meaning, if if team had a 500 winning percentage, what would their record hypothetically be? If they play 20 games and they're right at 500, what uh, would their record be? They would be one, nope, no. zero and... No, 500 <sighs> is, is half <laughs> of 1,000. Okay. So going on the scale of 1,000, 500 is half, correct? Oh, okay. So if a team uh-huh. is playing 500 ball right now, Let's say, and to give for the equation, I'm going to give you the answer of the total. They've played 20 games. They're they're playing 500 ball. What's their record? Um, four and oh, four. No, they've played 20 games, so they can't be four and oh. <laughs> they played 20 I, games. Can you just are they, give are they, me the are answer? Are they 20 I, and oh, Are they 19 and one? Or could they possibly be 10 and 10? Oh, um, I guess they would be. Seventeen to three? Ten and ten. Wow. Five hundred ball. <laughs> okay. Um this is more of a math thing than a yeah, baseball thing. Yeah, this is math. I, I've been honest about yeah. the math situation. Oh, you're not how I'm not good either. at it. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Either by anyway, the way. That's neither here nor there. I was just curious. <laughs> We're uh, fine. Braves are Braves are, are playing five hundred ball. Okay. I don't know if they're quite at five hundred right now, but they're they're somewhere around there. Which by their standards is is subpar. They they're usually about a seven hundred team they're usually they play 20 games they're usually you know now i have to do the math 
<laughs> yeah. Go ahead. 700. Uh, uh, yeah. it'd, be, it'd be 14 and, see, and 6. That's great. Uh-huh. And see, no matter what, I love you. Yeah. And I accept you for who you Thank are. You. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. But yeah, I'm really into baseball right now. Good, uh, yeah. I, I, love, I love watching the race. But um, I want to throw something at you. And, and you're a good person to bounce this off of because you don't know anything about baseball or don't know much about baseball. Yeah, um, and, and you don't care. Yeah, and, no. and that's good, too. I've been a uh, Braves fan now. Go, I started w- literally watching the Braves uh, when I was five years old. Okay. So this is probably my 37th, 38th year. <laughs> yeah. It's probably my 38th season wow. of, of following the Braves. That's a long yeah. time. Yeah, it's a long relationship. I'm in it for the long haul. Wow. And I love the Braves. And uh, oh. they're my heart and my soul. Okay. But after 38 years, and now, see, I've, I just hit my uh, nine-year California anniversary. Been oh, out here my nine gosh. Years. Congratulations, yeah. boo. Been out here nine years as of a week or two ago. Oh, wow. What I'm saying is I love the Braves. Yeah. I watch them every day. Of course you do. Every day that they're on. Yeah. You even have that package where you get to watch them Mm -hmm. because you live far away. Yeah. Got the MLB package. Best 37 bucks ever spent. Me, Ryan Singer, and another dude split it three ways every year. One, two, three. Comes out to be like 37 bucks. Get to watch every game. So how much would it be all (laughs) together? Here's what I'm saying. Been a Braves fan. Okay. 38 years. Braves come on earlier in the day. Because we're out here on the West Coast. Ooh, they okay. They play on the East Coast. So usually they have about a 7 p.m. East Coast time, start time, 4, four o'clock out here. So 4 o'clock I watch the game. By 7 o'clock, the game's over. And I've enjoyed it. But it's still early in the evening. And okay. I'm still, I still I got, it. I still, I'm still a little baseball horned up. Yeah, you, know? you have needs. Yeah, I've got needs. You got needs that the Braves didn't maybe, mm-hmm. you know, so get to. I'm, I'm kind of flirting with the idea of adopting a second team. Wow, big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a big deal. Yeah, and now okay. this isn't completely taboo in sports. There are there are fans that traditionally you're kind of only a fan of one team in terms yeah. of per sport. I understand. Okay. I have Braves are my baseball team. Falcons are my NFL team. Mm-hmm. Georgia Bulldogs are my college football team. Hawks, you know, basketball, I, I, I like the Hawks. I grew up watching the Hawks, but not as much as, like, the Braves and the Falcons. Anyway, rarely do you find a, a fan who is hardcore into multiple teams of the same sport. I understand that. Uh-huh. Yeah, you kinda I get pick, that. Pick your horse and follow them. It's kind of with Real Housewives. You have a franchise mm-hmm. you love, and yeah. but I love the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I love the umbrella, but, mm-hmm. yes, I yeah. understand what you're saying. So I've been out here in California nine years now, and uh, – just hit me the other day that we live, as the crow flies, we live about <laughs> 12 miles. As the crow flies, we live 12 miles from the Anaheim Angel Stadium. Ooh. I'm thinking about becoming an Angels fan. And here's why. I'm not I'm okay. not turning my back on the Braves. Okay. Here's what I'm saying. I... I I want to be poly a little bit. Am I you using wanna, that right? Yeah, you are. You're uh-huh. exploring yeah. your different options. Yeah. I'm, I don't want to break up with the Braves. I just want to, I want to see other people. I want to see other teams. And what I mean is the Braves have done nothing wrong. I'm, a, I'm still. Are they still in your heart? They're, oh, they're in my okay, heart. Okay, so they're in they're your in heart. They're in my blood. Okay. This is more of a, I need to, I have an insatiable baseball appetite. Gotcha. It's not necessarily getting satiated. Okay. Fully because of the Braves. Because like, of the... It's just one team. Now, I have a question. Uh-huh. Is this... I'm in my baseball peak. <laughs> <laughs> I need multiple partners. 
my gosh. Uh-huh. Well, is it only the time issue? What do you mean? Meaning the Braves play earlier, uh-huh. like you said. Uh-huh. But is that, like, say they did later? Uh-huh. The, you're closer yeah. to the Angel Stadium. By proxy, yeah. Yeah. Proxy. So I understand you want to go there. Mm-hmm. And root for somebody. Well, yeah, and I want to go to – that's a small part of it is going to the actual games. But here, here's what it is, all right? And here's how I justify it, okay? And I know you don't know a lot about baseball, but baseball's set up into two leagues, the American League and the National League. Now, traditionally, till about 20 years ago, uh, a National League team never – they played 162 games. National League team never played an American League team and vice versa unless – they unless you got to the World Series. The World Series is the National League champion playing the American League champion. And like I said, traditionally through for a hundred years, they never played each other during the season. About twenty years ago, they instituted a thing called interleague play, where just for the fun of it, just to make things spicy and fun, about four or five series a year you will play an opposite league team. Okay. Four or five series a oh, year, that, that the Braves will the Braves will play an American League team. Okay. So, but even with that, um, here's my point: the Braves and the A Angels are in no way ever really competition for each other, because even though they might meet in interleague play, in re, in terms of the schedule and and the records and the winning percentage and who makes it to the playoffs, they're they're not in competition with each other. Outside of interleague play, the Braves will never play the Angels unless they both make it to the World Series. So my point is they're they're not in competition with each other. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. It's not like that's that that reason right there is why I'm not a Dodgers fan. I admit the Dodgers are great. They got a lot of great, exciting ball players. Yeah. They're fun to watch, but they're both in the National League. And, and baseball fans know. Dodgers, Dodgers right. put the Braves out in the NLCS last year, and I'll never forgive them for that. <laughs> but so my point is, it's not like I'm rooting for the Dodgers too. Okay. You can't root for the Braves and the Dodgers, but I feel like you could root for the Braves and the Angels. Yeah, I see what you mean because it's a separate. Yeah, yeah, you're exploring similar waters, but like ocean and a lake, if you will. I have two girlfriends that go to two different schools. They're never gotcha. going to run into each other at lunch. Okay, that's is, very true. I got my girlfriend that I go to school with, yeah. and then I got my side piece that goes to a school across town. They're never going to run into each other. Well, it's also, you know what it reminds me of? It, people that have real, like, amazing <laughs> careers and jobs, uh, full-time ones, they uh, have a work wife mm-hmm. or a work husband, uh-huh. and then they have their significant other at home. Mm-hmm. Very similar. Like, yeah. you're just surviving out here. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? You're, you're, you're here. You're on yeah. the grind. My brains are 2,000 miles yeah, away. Yeah, they're far, mm-hmm. and this is your work mm-hmm. wife. Yeah. Kind of-ish. Yeah. yeah. In a way. So do you think that's okay? I think it's okay. I think, listen, I want you to explore and be free. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm concerned that, you know, the Braves are going to start falling, falling to the backside. Because of my interest in another yeah. team? Yeah, I think uh-huh. the, the Braves are just going to feel a little, you know, inadequate. Uh-huh. Maybe they'll feel your, you know, distance uh-huh. pulling away. Uh-huh. Who knows, though? Yeah. I'm concerned. I just don't want you to favor someone it should be 50-50. I just, to me, it's apples and bowling balls. Oh. So it's, it's not, you know, I, I don't think, even if the Braves find out about this, I don't think that their feelings could get too hurt. Because okay. it's like, hey, you're in different leagues. 
I'm out here in California. What do you want from me, man? Yeah. I'm, I'm not great at long distance. Well, you're doing the best you can because you I got watch the, every game. Yeah, you watch I'm, all I'm the games. I'm the biggest fan. I love. Yeah. Them. I love Acuna. I love Ozuna. I love Freeman. I love Albies. I, I love Duffy. Uh, uh, Duffy. No, he doesn't play for the uh, <laughs> plays for the Cubs. You were oh, talking right. about him the other day. Here, let me tell you why. <laughs> other than just living 12 miles away from Angel Stadium, Angels have some amazing players. Okay, just. Humor me. I know you don't know or care about baseball, but okay. this is pretty important stuff. Do they have the best ones in the thing? <laughs> the Angels have the best baseball player, arguably, on the planet. Holy. And I love that, too. I, that's one reason I love sports is I love the concept of, like, the best. LeBron James, for example. There's 7 billion people on Earth. Now, granted, not 7 billion people are actively trying to play basketball every day. But out of the 7 billion human beings walking planet Earth, arguably LeBron James is the best basketball yeah. player in the world. And that's just whether you like him or hate him, you have to acknowledge and respect, like, way to go. Well, the Angels have the LeBron James of baseball, the best player on the planet. And this is less of an argument than you could argue for LeBron. There's some guys nipping at LeBron's heels. There's really nobody nipping at Mike Trout's heels. Mike Trout, center fielder for the Angels. Best player in the world. Maybe when it's all said and done, best player who ever lived. It's a little early for that, but he's on that trajectory of being one of the all-time greats. Top five with Mantle, Mays, Ruth, you know, those guys. So Mantle, I heard. Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle. He's like, I thought he was like the number one. Well, baseball, it's it's not as clear-cut because... You could argue Mickey Mantle. You could argue Willie Mays. You could argue Ty Cobb. You could argue Babe Ruth. There's a handful of guys. There's not really – basketball is a little easier. Like, until LeBron overtakes him, Michael Jordan, kind of the greatest of all time. Okay. I mean, people would argue. There's always arguments to be made in sports. You know, it's all objective. But, but yeah. So, anyway. So, the Angel, 12 miles away, plays the best player on the planet, Mike Trout. Okay. So, you know, it'd be foolish of me to not pay attention Yeah. when I'm right here in his backyard. Yeah. Next thing I'm going to, okay, best player on the planet. Now, what makes him the, what makes him the best player? Like, I I guess. How do you judge who's the best? Yeah. Baseball, it's pretty easy, just stats. They're numbers. Baseball's Baseball's a very (laughs) stat-driven sport. (laughs) Okay. Batting average, how many home runs do you hit, that kind of thing. Uh baseball is it's very easy to just now there's intangibles that might make people with similar stats this guy's better with this or whatever but it's easy to just on paper look at the productivity and the statistics and be like well this guy's clearly got better stats than and and he has he's had the best stats since he's came into the league like nine ten years ago not the best but like i mean he's just it's so insane. he's consistently, mm-hmm. consistently a good-ass player. Consistently high batting average, consistently hits a lot of home runs. Defense, you know, great at catching the balls in center field, fast as lightning, wow. strong throwing arm. It's what you call a five-tool player. Whoa. Can do it all. So my point is, he's the current best player on the planet. The Angels also have Albert Pujols, <laughs> who 10, 15 years ago hit about a 10-year run where he was the best player on the planet. Wow. Like Albert Pujols in his prime, best player on the planet. Oh, wow. Guy's insane. Okay. And he's still playing. He's in the twilight of his career. He's only got a few years left, but he's still doing pretty good. So having the current best player in the world and the former best player in the world on the same team, <coughs> pretty exciting. 
All right, I'm going to up it. I'm going to up okay, the ante. Okay, there's one more. There's more. Well, there's more. There's another guy named Anthony Rendon. Incredible. All right. I mean, he's not at their caliber yet, but he's incredible. But this next guy I'm going to talk to you about. Mind-blowing. Okay. okay. Now, before, i got to set this one up. All right. Since the beginning of time in baseball, <laughs> oh, no. for the most part. Okay. For the most part, in baseball, and again, I know you don't know a lot and you don't care, and that's fine. But I, do, I, I care no, about I you. I, I care say, about you. I don't say that condescending. I'm just, you know. All right. When a baseball player, when you're in high school, and then maybe if you're good, you go to college. Around high school and college, if you're, if you're a pitcher, if you show talent at pitching, around high school, college, usually the coaches are like, all right, you're a pitcher. Let's pump the brakes with the batting, with the hitting. Okay. Meaning, don't worry about that. Your future is in pitching. Instead of splitting your practice time, 50% pitching, 50% hitting, you're going to be a pitcher. Let's just 100% pitching all the time. Don't worry about batting. Okay. And usually that happens in high school and college and then minors. And my point is, if you make it to the major leagues as a pitcher, you haven't been a good hitter in years because, you know, in high school or college, you stop worrying about hitting, all your focus is on pitching. So my point is, that's just how it's always been since, like, the early 1900s. The last person to ever be a pitcher and a hitter of any note, I'm not. I'm sure maybe there's been somebody who's done it since, but the last person to note, Babe Ruth. A lot of people don't realize Babe Ruth, obviously known for home run hitter, legendary. He was also a pitcher early in his career. Oh wow! Early in his career, he played for the Red Sox. He was a pitcher and a hitter. That never happens, all right. And it hasn't really happened in a hundred years. You're either one or the other. Well, in Japan, they're like pooey on that rule. Oh wow! Over here in Japan, we do both. Japan, they had this guy, and now, and now he plays for the Angels. And I, I can never pronounce his first name. I think it's Shohei, but his last name's Otani. Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani. Young dude, pro, I don't know, probably 23, 24, tall, just classic, athletic build, like 6'5". Like this guy is a pitcher, throws up 99 miles an hour, just strikes people out all the time, also rakes. Just hits, just crushes. Because in Japan, they didn't give a shit about that stupid little, you know, unwritten rule. He's like, I'm going to learn to do both. For the first time since Babe Ruth, we have a pitcher who also crushes at the plate. Wow. So this guy pitches about every fifth day. Starting pitchers, they'll pitch about every fifth day. But when he's not pitching, he's playing the other other days. He's playing, I think he plays uh, first base maybe. I, I don't even know what position. I'm assuming he plays. Or maybe he's a DH. Yeah, he's probably a DH. That's a whole other can of worms. In the American League, they have the designated hitter. Anyway, who bats for the pitcher. Anyway, this guy hits, and he pitches, and he does both incredibly. And he's a Japanese sensation, and he's over here now. This is his second or third season. I'm not, you know, it's not like it's his first year. But this guy is just, it's an anomaly. No, pitchers aren't supposed to hit, and hitters aren't supposed to be able to pitch. This guy does both. Equally amazing. So, my point is, we got all these players. Wow. They're 12 miles away. Yeah. They're not in direct competition with the Braves. Mm-mm. Who am I hurting? No one. You know what? You're not hurting a darn person. Thank you. Okay? You're okay. Now, Braves fans listening, I've not taken my foot off the gas one iota. Okay. I, my passion is still as strong as it's ever been. My point is, when the Braves come and go, start at four, they end at seven... 
It's still early in the night. Oh, Dave's still Dave's still wanting to party. I get it. I need I more. It. I need of more baseball. Of course you do. You gotta get it somewhere, mm-hmm. and it's down the street. Yeah, and it's like an amazing gym mm-hmm. that's open and it's free. Mm-hmm. Well, of course. Yeah. Of course you're going to go there. Yeah. It doesn't make you less Southern. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make you a bad person. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad you're exploring. And the angels have always been like the redheaded stepchild of L.A. They're, they're always second fiddle to the Dodgers. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, Dodgers. Even I know that. Yeah, well, and part of that is because they're not technically in L.A. They're Anaheim, which is, you know, mm. 30 miles south southeast of L.A. yeah. So it's, but it's still kind. It's still the same metropolitan area, right? But, and that's the other thing, man. Even right here in Long Beach, like I said, right in their backyard, how many angels hats do you see when you walk around? Hardly any. Oh, I was about to say no, none. I never see. Yeah. Like in Georgia, like anywhere near Metro Atlanta, you're gonna see, especially during the season, you're gonna see a lot of Atlanta Braves hats when you go out. And that's the way it is in L.A. with Dodgers hats. Even down here, you see a lot of Dodgers hats. I never see anybody rocking the Angels hats. So my point is, not only do I have needs, <laughs> but they, they deserve it. They got, the, they got some amazing players, and people in L.A. are like, who? Yeah, you're not. You're seeing the glittery diamonds, and you're not seeing the rough. You're like, hey, hello. You're they're almost like the underdog to the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. But you're like, what? No. And you love an underdog. Yeah, I love the underdog. You do. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I'm glad. I feel like this is a very good step for you. Yeah. I think this is good. This is brave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it is. It's a courageous step and it it's a good call. Now, I have one thing to say about all of this. Okay. This is just sports. Mm-hmm. We're not going to bleed this into anything else. Like, I am on board for your sports journey of mm-hmm. polyness, mm-hmm. But, but not in real life. No, Lord, no. No. Like in romantic I'm, relationships. I'm a one-woman man. Okay. I'm very, very satiated. Back off, everybody. <laughs> very satiated. <laughs> I mean, I'm open-minded, but not really. Yeah, no, me too. In, in terms of that, I, in, we don't have to go down that whole path, but uh, I know... I've got friends that, you know, it's trendy to be like, I'm Polly. Like, yeah, no. Uh-uh. Eh, I don't know. Yeah, no. I, that's never been I can't. Issue. I'm too jealous. I'm way too jealous. And like, what? Who? Who did you tell? Why? Yeah, I don't see how that can no, work. And then the can't. argument is, the human beings weren't meant to be monogamous. <laughs> like, well, you can't right. if you want to be. Yeah. You know? It makes especially, me uncomfortable. Especially at my age. Who's got the energy? Oh, boy. I've talked about that before. Like, beyond the moral implications, I would never cheat on you simply because I'm too lazy. Same. Imagine the effort (laughs) and energy it takes to maintain a cheating relationship. Who has the energy? Well, you get a high off of it, I guess. I am the worst liar Mm -hmm. ever, so I'd be the worst cheater. I would be like, I went to Mexico. What? I was busy. Oh, God, I'm sorry. And then I'd start crying. It'd be bad. It'd be bad. No, so no, no, okay. no threat oh, whatsoever okay. so in then terms good. of real life. Take but, this uh, energy and run with it. And Braves, if you're listening, <laughs> hey Braves, <laughs> hey Braves, they all of you. As a team, they listen to the Stonebergs <laughs> in the clubhouse. I, I love each and every one of them, and, and my passion is as strong as it's ever been. But I need more than one game a day. I get it. Mm-hmm. You do, and I. It's just it'd be foolish. As a baseball fan, and here's the other thing, I'm a baseball fan. I'm a Braves fan, but I'll watch other games. I, I love 
especially the superstars. I like to follow the big stars, you know, no matter who they play for. It would just be foolish of me to ignore <laughs> Mike Trout, Albert Pujols, Shoei Otani, Anthony yeah. Rendon. No. A lot of talent over here in Anaheim. You really have to sow your oats, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. You got to get out there and farm. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so anyway, I feel better. I want to get that off my Good. chest. Good, okay. I've been carrying around. There's been some guilt. I understand. Like, I'm not a true Braves fan. That's you know, not I got true. the wandering eye. Yeah. You know, I'm being unfaithful. Hey, no. it's, it's not that I'm that I'm reducing my passion for the Braves. You can be both I a just, Braves both. and Angels fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is okay. Yeah. Well, thank that you. That is I feel okay. Better. Good. I feel better. Good. I feel it. So, I feel it for you. The only person this really affects is you. Yeah. Is now that you have double the amount of baseball to put up with. It, uh, yeah. But it's seasonal. It's fine. It's seasonal. Yeah. So. Mm. But yeah, thanks for letting me get that off my chest. You're boo. so welcome. Yeah, You're good. so welcome. How are you, Boo Boo? Boo, I'm great. I'm on a journey. Yeah, I'm on a. I'm a chef now. Boo. I gotta tell you, I'm a chef. What? What can I say? Boo. What can I say? I'm a chef. You knocked my socks off this week. I did. You guys, I cooked something from scratch. From nada enchilada. From zero. Well, I bought the canned stuff. Well, no, that's fine. I mean, okay. The but canned yeah. stuff. What canned stuff? The like canned tomatoes. Oh yeah, that's fine. But that's okay. No, okay. You you that's still cooking. Okay, you I still cooked. cooked. Tell us what you cooked. I cooked my favorite dish entitled Manhattan clam chowder, which is not New England, guys, because that's a creamy, wonderful thing that we get at Disneyland mm-hmm. in a bread bowl and we enjoy it and then we feel too full and gross. Mm-hmm. That is fine. Manhattan clam chowder is a tomato-based soup. That the smash hit Corrine Stramberg, Mi Madre, used to make, and I loved it. And you, can, you can't find it in restaurants. Whenever you ask, people are like, oh, is she drunk? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is delicious. It, and, uh, I've, I never even heard of it until I met you. Yeah. I made it it's on Dave's secret. Kitchen, uh, Dave's Kitchen, Boogie Monster Patreon, a couple years ago for you. Oh, I remember that. I had never made it before. That's the first time I ever made a, a recipe on video uh, that I've never made before. Yeah. But yeah, so you I'd never heard of it before until you turned me on to it. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say I'm the Jesus of cooking, but I'm close. <laughs> you know what I mean? How so? I am <laughs> the savior okay. of cooking. Uh-huh. I understand. An art that's... Clearly dying, uh-huh. and I came in. That's true, and saved it mm-hmm. with my Manhattan clam chowder. Sure <laughs> <laughs> Boo! It was phenomenal. It was really good, guys. It He's not phenomenal. just telling me that he wouldn't. He that. wouldn't just tell. No, me. I, trust me. I, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I've fish. been honest before. There was a fish incident. Yeah, what happened? What you do to the fish? Remember, I put like teriyaki sauce, and then like. Oh no! You marinated <laughs> uh, a piece of salmon in beef bouillon. Yeah. I took the cubes and I shoved it in the sink. Yeah, yeah, you. I yeah, you've um, you're not known for your cooking. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, uh-uh. smoothies I'm okay at, and yeah. scrambles, scrambles and smoothies, scrambles and smooth anything uh, that's like anything <laughs> starts with an S. Soup, scrambles, Soup, smoothies. Scrambles. <laughs> I'm an S chef. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, boo! I was I was blown away. It was it really was, cool. You nailed it, and it was your mom's recipe, yes. which is so cool. And we got we got it on a little index card. That card's got to be thirty years old. Yeah, I found my mom's like my mom would write uh, all of her recipes on index cards, and 
I just found this rogue one when I was cleaning out my dad's pantry. And it was so cute. It was in her little writing. She always used a pencil. So if she made a mistake, she could erase it dutifully. And it was just as I did it, I felt like close with her. I know that sounds weird. No, that's not weird. But yeah, it was really special. It was a nice little tribute. That's awesome. And it was great. It doesn't make you full. That's yeah. the problem. It's kind that. of a tomato-based yeah. uh, clam Veggie. soup. Yeah. 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 Carrots, onions, potatoes. Celery. Celery. Guys. Oh. And you you bought extra clams, which is loaded with, with fresh clams. Oh, yeah. And, and I even the took the salt, or not the salt, the sand out. I yeah. really rinsed. Yeah, you got to rinse those. I shellfish. rinsed it. Oh. There's nothing worse. <laughs> we've we've gotten takeout like that. There's a Cajun place down the street yeah. that is normally pretty good. That was an incident. But there's nothing you worse. Were so I was mad. so you were pissed. having a little fit that oh, night. Just, I was like, who cares? Everyone I bit into was sandy, and mm. that just takes the joy out of all of it. I get no one it. wants to eat a sandy mussel or a sandy clam. See, my palate is so full of salt and poison that I don't taste any of that. It's no, like, it's not even a taste. It's a the grit you didn't huh. you've never bitten into a, a seafood that's got sand in it and the grittiness no, i just in your maybe teeth? i just assumed it's salt oh no cuz i put a lot of salt on my food it's a turn off okay yeah. well but you, you, you know, no tomato, no, tomato. no sand in your clams no way no sandy <laughs> clams over here on Katie's table <laughs> but it was phenomenal boo thank you i commend you thank I, you uh, sir thank you and, and, and being completely honest here not trying to be mean it was way better than i anticipated well, thank you so much. <laughs> I take it as a compliment. What else going on this week, Boo? You, uh, you've been doing some um, some new age hippy dippy therapy. Yep, it's springtime, so right. every spring I <laughs> go into a spiritual realm where I look for answers. AKA, I get super sad uh, because it's Mother's Day coming up, and I've been doing a lot of work. Uh, around the mama and grieving and just trying to go with it. And I went to a crystal store. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I got some crystals. I got, I, Katie got some rocks. You need to get my buddy's app. I know. Ryan, oh, is it out? I, it's coming out. Ryan Singer, Crystal Eyes. Wow. E-Y-E-S as in vision, Crystal Eyes. Crystal Eyes. And it's like Shazam for crystals. You uh, download the app. You got a crystal, you don't know what it is, you take a picture of it, boom, it tells you everything you need to know. That's really amazing. That's amazing. So what crystals did you buy? Okay, so you have to buy the ones that call out to you. Uh Okay, first of all, guys, I know how this sounds, okay? And I am with you. But for some reason, maybe it's because I'm a tactile learner slash, I don't know, I'm looking for something. It, It really resonated with me. So don't judge. I know. But just so you know, I'm really into judgment lately. Sorry. I don't know why. Okay. So You're feisty this week. I'm feisty, and I'm sorry. No, I like it. I feel no, like I am feisty. feisty. Am I, I, You're a feisty gal. I'm feisty. You okay. stay on your toes around Katie. Okay. So here's the thing. I don't really know which is which. <laughs> okay. I'm going to only do the three that I do know, okay? Okay. So. This is rose quartz. Now explain, describe that to the listener who okay, can't guys, see what it is. It is. I'm holding it though, guys. <laughs> can't you see? Okay, it's like pink. It's like pink and clear. It's like a pink lemonade type color. Is it color. pink or is it white? <laughs> oh wait, maybe this is. That's <laughs> not very pink. This might be something else. All right, hold on. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> I got some rocks. 
<laughs> Katie bought three dollars a rock. Okay, you know what? Let's 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 uh, rose quartz. Let's let's forget it. Uh-huh. All right. No, look, it's rose on white. Look, okay. Boo. See. Okay. Okay. There we go. But then you hold it up and it looks white, guys. Uh huh. Anyway, so this rose quartz is a stone of love. You hold it. It clears out anger, clears out jealousy. It's a stone of unconditional love used to attract love. It's a calming and soothing vibe, helps with reconciliation, and it helps with heart issues. (laughs) That's what it says. Hmm. So, yeah, and it's for your heart chakra. Now, this is probably a dumb question. Not at all. Where do crystals come from? Are they just mined like rocks yeah. and minerals? Yeah. Okay. So uh, you find them in caves and stuff? They, Yeah, like amethysts and all that. Hmm. Right? What? <laughs> amethyst. What, what's amethyst? Oh, wait, not amethyst. What's the, what's the crystal you always see in like gift shops where it's, it's uh, uh, purple and it has... Uh, You're talking the geode, wrong dude. maybe. Talking the wrong. Guy. Anyway, yes, you go and and the rocks on the outside. It's really gross, and you have to chip away. Okay, so and there it is that, that you have to chip at it. Oh, okay. I believe. So you don't, or just, maybe some grow in the caves. I honestly hmm. don't know a lot. About yeah. it. <laughs> but I met this healer. Uh huh. Okay, I oh, love yeah. the therapy. The therapy. Explain what's going on. Okay, there. guys. So I went, and I've just been feeling. Yeah, feisty is a word used. I wouldn't say bitchy. Would you say bitchy? I wouldn't say bitchy. Okay. Not to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what if I was like, yes, bitchy is the right word. Bitchy very is bitchy. good. Yes, that's what I meant by feisty. Yeah. <laughs> Politically correct bitchy. <laughs> but I think it's just, it's a... I mean, I'm I'm undoing a lot of stuff in therapy. I'm working, and I'm trying to create new new ways of coping, as opposed to just hiding and not doing anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, long story short, met this girl. She does. How'd well, you meet her? Um, she was at the rock shop. Oh, okay. She works at the rock shop. Oh, okay. And somehow we're talking about I'm a physical trainer and I'm. Um, personal trainer and then she is a physical therapist she works with autistic kids she and her friends opened up this store because it was just sort of like a side thing they wanted to be helpful to the neighborhood Mm -hmm. just sweet a sweet person anyway so there's this therapy called beamer therapy beamer therapy beamer b-e-m-u-r now it could be a sack of shit Mm -hmm. okay i understand this but I will tell you that there's something about going to this space. It's on a massage table. It's basically a mat that's magnetic. Huh. And you lay on it, and it's it's basically just zapping you <laughs> with electricity to get your blood pumping, to get everything moving, to get, you know, your organs healing. It's like a big... You stay on it for about an hour. Is there... A power cord involved? Yes. Okay, so it is hooked up Yeah, to it's hooked up to something. Uh-huh. You're holding on uh, to there. There's a, like, almost it looks like a big tie uh, that's on your chest, and you have to put both hands on your chest, and then you're laying on the mat, which is the primary Are you on thing. your back or your stomach? On my back. Okay. And and it was very funny because she would just keep popping in and, like, telling me what was happening, and I was like, oh, okay. And Does it 
tickle, tingle, It hurts. tingles and it hurts around the stuff that's blocked in your body. Really? So I had a lot of blockage in my throat, which was really funny. Like it, it stung. I was laying on the mat and that and my heart. And she said, that's because you have things that you have to say that you're not saying, you're not dealing with, which... Mind-body stuff. Here's how I got even into this genre of, oh my gosh, I had a client, long story short, who was in a traumatic car accident and she did a basic, yeah, over like 20 years ago. Uh And she's very careful and she's very strong. She's in her 50s, but she couldn't do a lunge. She was just, I was trying to teach her a lunge. Very basic, Mm -hmm. like even easier, I think, than a squat. And something happened, and I saw her do the lunge. She did it finally, and she just started throwing up. Wow. Like just, and not not in a gross way, guys, but just like you could tell. She was just purging. It was water. And I- Not a gross vomit. A classy vomit. A classy vomit. Mm, where I knew it wasn't sick, mm-hmm. I knew something else was going on. Mm-hmm. And that's how I even- was like, okay, maybe I should go back into the woo-woo because there is mind-body connection. Into the what? The woo-woo-ness, like the, the rocks oh, and the okay. figuring it out uh-huh. and the, the mind-body connection and healing because I really do think that we hold a lot of emotions in our body, obviously. So that's how I met Deanna, my amazing little beamer therapist. <laughs> now, How many it, sessions have you done? I've done three. Okay, and how long do they last? They're about an hour. Okay. And yesterday she read my cards for me because Mondays they read cards. Uh-huh. And What kind of cards? Um, they were... Tarot cards? Yeah. Oh, okay. Tarot cards. I think this one was angel cards, but huh. there's like variations. There's spirit animal cards. There's cards. There's Harvey. There's Chill Harvey. Out. He has his own set. But yeah, it was really nice. And I, I walked in and it felt like meditating. It feels like sitting alone in my thoughts. Hmm. And I, I just, I think that's a I, oh, sorry. Oh. Harvey, what are you doing, Harvey, get down, please. Oh, oh boy. No, I think there's something about going, like, I liked going to Barry's Boot Camp because I was like, okay, this is where I exercise. Okay, I liked going to Second City. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is where I do. You like uh, a I, routine. I need a routine. I need to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. I can't work from home. It's very bad. I, I'm just, yeah. And this has been my like, sounds so hippy-dippy, but healing space. Like, I really feel like I'm kind of heartbroken right now, and I miss my mom a lot. And, um, yeah, I, and I know it's just, it's hard. It's a I tough don't time know. of year for you. Yeah. We mentioned before, like, March through May is tough because so many things happen between March and May. And it's And it's funny because... I've been to healers before. You remember the witch from Eagle Rock. Yeah. And, but I do feel like even if you're trying to like unlock stuff or get signs or whatever, I think God uses whoever. Mm-hmm. And that's, I just felt yesterday I walked in and in this crystal shop in Seal Beach, the hymn that was played at my mom's funeral was playing. Really? And it wasn't the same band, obviously. Like it was a really cool, like eclectic, <laughs> different band. And I, I just felt like, holy shit, this is where I'm supposed to be right now. And and the woman, like when I sat and I just cried, I cried so hard 
on that bed. And she was like, yeah, it's, it's loosening up all this stuff in you that you've been holding on to, which I do. I hold a lot in my body and I know that. Um, and guys, that's, you know, that's yoga and all that stuff too. And I'm horrible at yoga, but I, I'm very good at being busy and keeping myself busy. So I don't think about sadness cause I don't want to be sad. And I, I don't want to, you know, dishonor my mom by being a sad sack or cause I'm prone to depression. I don't want to go into depression mode. So, you know, it was nice to just be with my thoughts and like, feel my mom there it was really interesting that's awesome boo and it's it's like a workout it's a workout is what it is she said it's an equivalent to an hour of cardio really yeah which i i am exhausted after like it's crazy really yeah and it's supposed to help with neuropathy my dad has neuropathy it's supposed to help with tendons and like just mending and what is it physically doing? What does it actually do when you lay on that magnetic mat? What is happening inside your body? Okay, so it is re... Oh, gosh, I'm very bad. She basically explained it to me as if you were in a magnetic tube. Okay. <laughs> like a big PVC pipe, but it's it's almost like this energy tube of... Kind of like uh, when you get a, a CAT scan. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. So instead of... And you're just laying there and you get used to it. But yeah, it's like a tingly, it's almost like a very faint vibration that you feel. And apparently it's supposed to heal or, you know, I'm taking it as meditation, but also I have been detoxing. Like, I don't think I've ever detoxed for real. And man, I've been. How are you detoxing right now beyond going to this therapy? Okay. So I, here's how I know, uh, this cut, ther- out, cut out sugar? I'm trying to cut out sugar. Well, I'm trying to be better. Uh-huh. Like my oat milk ice cream. Yeah, you switch to oat milk ice cream. <laughs> How's do. that treating you? I don't mind it. Uh-huh. It's okay. It's okay. It's oat milk okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I could have. Anyway. But yeah, and uh, that night, the first time I did it, I was like, okay. I thought it was going to be a one and done thing, but she was like, just come back again. And... It's like going to the gym. Like you get used to it and Mm -hmm. your body gets used to it and all this stuff. And that night I was horrible. I ate sugar. I was just a mess. And I think, and honestly, the next day it was coming out of me like everything. (laughs) Yay, TMI. Beyonce, you're welcome. But I'm just saying, like, it was like, oh, this was bad stuff you ate. Mm -hmm. Yuck, get this shit out. And now I'm just drinking water and I'm trying to do better with diet and stuff. And it's like, oh, I feel I feel lighter and I feel like I have more energy. And when I eat something kind of shitty, immediately I feel it. Really? Yeah. So it's I don't know. I don't know what's happening. It totally could be bullshit. Uh, but you know, it's, it's working for me right now. Well, good for you, boo. Thank you. Boo, I'm, I'm always amazed at your never ending quest for self-improvement. Thank I'm you. being serious, not a smart ass. Like you're constantly searching for ways to, uh, to improve and try new things and new methods, new techniques. That's, uh, it's inspiring. Thank you, boo. You're well, doing I, great. I just think we're all so... Well, especially with COVID, like we've all just gotten into this mode of protection Mm -hmm. and our bodies are like, oh, wait, it's normal again. And like, I just think I am a trainer. I should know this stuff. But like, obviously, your mind, past events, they trigger stuff Mm -hmm. and they make you, you know, 
sometimes I'm a rooster. What? I don't know. That was weird. How, uh, is this something you're going to continue to do on a regular basis? Unclear. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go, I have, I'm going to go once or twice more, but I'm excited for my dad to try it. Uh-huh. Now, my dad is not a big fan of whoopie doopy stuff. So I think it's going to be really hilarious if I get him in there. And what if he becomes like a stonehead? You know what I mean? Like what if he gets really into crystals and stones? And But uh, seeing my dad in this environment might be the best gift of my life. I hope, I hope it can help. I hope it works. I also just, I want to see his face. That's awesome, boo. Yeah. Well, congrats. Thanks, boo. I'm all fixed. <laughs> Speaking of, um, um, what do you call it? Neurop- neuropathy? Neuropathy. Diabetes. Nerves. Yeah. Uh, speaking of neuropathy and, and, and therapy and healing, you recently made one of the smartest investments, oh. one of the smartest purchases I did. that I've I did. ever been around. I did. Guys. You, what do you call the thing that you bought? Just the, She came home a couple weeks ago with this little mechanism Basically, a massage chair for your legs and feet. Yes. And what a game changer this little bastard is. What do you call this thing? What do you, what? A foot massager. Foot massager. Yeah, okay. but you step into it if you're... Um, have you ever... Uh, you have, can sit upright right. in a chair and put this thing down at your feet, put your feet in it, and it's a foot massager. Game changer, amazing. Yeah, it's like boots. It's like you're putting on shoes. And then well, we've got the uh, what do you call the chaise lounge type thing? Yeah. Then you could put we could sit in the chaise lounge, put it up there with us, and just where our legs are outward, mm-hmm. like we're laying down, and uh, then you could put your ankles and calves in it. Yes. And this thing is addictive. It's amazing. It's oh my god. Well, it is so relaxing and 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 it hurts sometimes. Yes. Like, it, and it hurts. scratches that itch oh, that I God. I don't know how much I've talked about it on this show, but I got this weird little I don't know if kink is the right word because yeah. I don't incorporate it into that part of my life at all, <laughs> uh, not yet. But I just Whoa. I love, um, and I know you're not supposed to say. Well, I won't do the. Uh, Rug burn. Rug burn. I was going to say okay. Indian yep. rug burn, but you're not supposed yeah. to. Uh, but I love it like when friends, when guys, whenever we're rough house and playing around, I love for a guy to like twist my wrist yeah. and like burn the skin. Like I love that feeling, just that weird pain. Yeah. And this, this scratches that itch. Like oh, you can, I get that. You can crank the, the intensity up to where the first time I did it, I was like, okay, yeah, okay. And then at one point I was like, is this thing broke? Because this seems pretty <laughs> this <intense>. is painful. <laughs> I've had to turn it off in yeah. the middle because I'm like, ow, ow, yeah. please. But man, dude, the feet and the calves and the ankle. Oh, my God. Well, it's better than stretching. It's, it's insane. I, I got it because, guys, I'm lazy. I hate stretching. So it is like a sports massage mm-hmm. specifically to your feet yeah. where circulation usually stops. Listen, my dad having neuropathy has really freaked me out yeah. because you he has no feeling in his feet, none. Your nerves just get completely decimated. And I don't want to do that, dude. I love sugar and I can see myself totally getting diabetes. My, having the gout. My mom has always been that way but for a different reason when she she's paralyzed from the waist down. 
since her motorcycle wreck. We've talked about that. Yeah. For, just to, to recap, my mom fell off the back of a motorcycle when she was 21 years old, broke her back, broke her spine, paralyzed from the waist down ever since. Been wheelchair crutches ever since. Um, she has zero feeling below the waist. Mm. And I remember several times when I was a kid, uh, like in the morning, you know, before she put her socks and shoes on and stuff, she'd be wheeling around in the wheelchair and every now and then, she'd just be gushing blood from her foot. <gasps> and I'd be like, Mom, you're bleeding. And she's like, what? Oh. And she had, you know, like anybody yeah. might do, occasionally stepped on glass or do whatever. Oh. But she would hurt, she would injure her leg or feet to the point where it'd be bleeding, and she had no idea. We'd have to point out, Mom, you're dripping blood. Oh, oh, geez. Wow. And, like, didn't didn't even feel it, didn't hurt her. You know, obviously, she'd have to put a Band-Aid on or something to stop the blood. But I remember multiple times when I was a kid, Mom was feet would just be bleeding and she had no idea because she had zero feeling. Wow. That is such a weird feeling. Well, I remember when I was in New Orleans, hospital stay, they have compression socks. Mm -hmm. So they have, when you're in the hospital bed just laying there, they have to make sure your blood keeps circulating. And that's what this foot massager Mm -hmm. reminds me of. Like, okay, good. Like if they do it in hospitals, we can do it at home. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a big get, guys. Yeah, it's oh, awesome. It's basically a spa over here. We got crystals. Oh, it's a record spa. Yeah. Come on over. Listen to some massager, music. And we got the crystals. We got I'll the do re- your spirit animal cards. Still loving the record room, by the way. Oh, Just, oh it's, it's, it's all good. squared away now. It's amazing. It's looking good. Thanks again for that, it, it is beautiful. It really is. Well, even though we're long-winded, uh, this is where we would normally say uh, we don't have time for calls, but we haven't taken calls we're in taking such calls. a long we're time. We're taking calls. We've got to at least sorry. get to one. And no, we're getting we're getting to a call, so let's, let's go. at least get to one. Uh, this is the Stonebergs podcast, by Hello. the way. I'm Dave Stone. I'm Katie Stramberg. Together, we are the Stonebergs. Uh, give us a call anytime, 562-548-2012. In that order. There you go. Go ahead and put us, uh, create new contact, put us in your phone if you haven't already. Yeah, do uh, fun profile pics. Getting a, a bunch know. of great calls. Uh, apologies for uh, kind of taking a breather from the calls. That's not intentional. It's just uh, we get long-winded, and then it's like, well, I don't want to, you know, I, I, I'm i really um, adamant about I don't want this podcast to be too long. Yeah, linger. You know, I don't want we don't want to linger. Nobody wants a two-hour-long episode of this. No. Uh, so, you know, we, we cut the call. All short uh, sometimes, but uh, let's go ahead and get uh, to at least one today. What do we have here? Hey guys, Darren out here in uh, Durango, Colorado. Uh, long time listener of both podcasts, uh, first time caller. Um, so, my question is I'm kind of on the fence about the whole vaccination thing. I want to get it. I'm a service technician at an appliance company, I'm in and out of people's houses all day, every day. Um, but my predicament is, is a couple of my coworkers' wives are teachers, and they got the vaccination and have been deathly ill uh, since receiving it. Um, as far as I know, none of my coworkers have got vaccinated yet, and uh, the availability is opening uh, within the next couple of weeks here. Um, I know it's important to be vaccinated, especially because I'm around so many people daily. Um, but with my coworkers, both of their wives being very sick uh, since receiving it. One got the vaccination and got COVID three days after and has had heart palpitations and et cetera, et cetera. Um, just your thoughts on not getting vaccinated or I uh, heard you guys talking about it on the podcast today. Um, Dave's getting vaccinated and Katie was already vaccinated. Um, just let me know. 
Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Love the both shows. Bye. Darren from Durango, Colorado. Thanks, buddy, for checking in. Thanks, Darren. Uh, yeah, I just I got my second dose Friday, Ooh. and uh, for about 48 hours, I was uh, hit by a truck. Yeah, like it, it was my ass pretty hard. Oh yeah, and I've never seen you sick. Yeah, I don't get like, sick very this often. This is this was very weird. Yeah. I didn't know what to do. I ordered saltines and then like <laughs> threw Nyquil at you, and then kind of just like was like go to sleep. That's all my parents told me. If I was ever sick growing up, go sleep, mm-hmm. sleep it off, and yeah, yeah, it um, it was something I'd never experienced before in, in terms of uh, the way it made me feel. I mean, I guess it was similar to a flu. It wasn't awful. It wasn't. It didn't. It wasn't as bad as yours seemed. <laughs> yeah, mine. When you thought you were literally dying, <laughs> I really did. I wanted to go to the hospital. I never thought I was dying. I never thought I needed to go to the hospital. It just, um, man, what it did. The biggest uh, symptom I had was it just drained every ounce of strength and energy I had. Yeah. Like I just, I felt, I felt like I was wearing a hundred pound weighted vest. Yep. Like everything was sore, mm-hmm. uh, weird little muscles in my legs that I've never felt ache before. Like I had all these weird calf issues, uh, my joints, just no energy, tons of achiness, and then uh, a little nausea and just, um, I don't know how to describe, just that um, kind of almost like motion sickness. Yeah. Like that early onset oh, of, of, of motion sickness. That's like, the worst. And I'm real vulnerable to that in terms of like I can't read in the car. I can't be on my phone. Now, oh. if I'm driving, maybe. But like when I'm riding shotgun, I can't read. I can't read for 10 seconds without getting sick. can't look down on my phone for more than a few seconds without just that nausea, headache, dizzy I thing. It. I get it. But yeah, and it it was almost to the hour was 48 hours. I got, uh, mm-hmm. I got shot uh, noon on Friday. And um, felt fine till around midnight, like you predicted. Yep. It took about 12, 12 hours. 12 hours, yep. And then, uh, yeah, just felt all felt horrible all Friday night, all day Saturday, Saturday night. And then uh, about midday Sunday, about 48 hours later, it uh, kind of tailed off. But, uh, boy, that sucked. Um, to answer your question. <laughs> anyway, Darren, get vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> um no, Kyle and I have talked about this on Boogie Monster. It's a, um, it's quite a paradox for, like, all right, I know this makes me sound like an idiot, but I haven't had a flu shot uh, in 25 years just because the overall concept yeah. of, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not a serious well. conspiracy theorist. I'm a recreational conspiracy theorist. Uh, I like to entertain, you know, some of these crazy conspiracy theories. That doesn't necessarily mean I believe every one of them. Um, I do kind of believe in this thing called Agenda 21, where, long story short, there's way t- way too many people on the earth, and I think that there's a small group of uh, global elites, uh, <laughs> the Illuminati, the NWO, whatever you want to call them. I, I do think yeah. that there is a group of people out there uh, that are taking covert steps to maybe thin the herd a little, you know, with... And again, I, I know I preface this by saying I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but yet here I am talking about chemtrails and cancer, you know, uh, Monsanto, and there's yeah. just so many ways where if if a group of global elites did want to kind of thin the herd, there's ways to do it without really 
people recognizing. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like shots and vaccine. I'm not an anti-vaxxer per se, but I have always like, no, nah, I'm not going to get a flu shot. I'll take my chances. I don't want the government sticking me with something that I don't. But so I've always been that way. But at the same time, it's like now this year, it's like, well, okay, I guess I need to get vaccinated. Like I wasn't eager to get vaccinated. I'm eager to get back to a normal lifestyle. I was not eager to voluntarily let the government put chemicals in my body. And I realized there's so many holes in that theory because then mm-hmm. it's like, well, then what do you eat, Dave? Like if you if you got too obsessive with that theory, then you'd never eat processed yeah, food. You would never, yeah. you, you'd never drink water that you didn't get from a spring. Like yeah. you still got to live your life. I mm-hmm. get that. So always avoided flu shots. Uh, finally decided to get the vaccine just because, I mean, what can you do? It's, you're really between a rock and a hard place. Like, if you wanted to be stubborn and be like, no, I'm not doing anything the government tells me to do, then, uh, all right, well, have fun staying inside and eating your own food that you've grown the rest of your life. Like, right. you still got to live your life. I think, much like the masks, it's, uh, it's, this is way more invasive, right? Because mm-hmm. we're putting things into our body. Mm-hmm. I. What masks? Uh, the mask situation, like anti-maskers oh, okay, gotcha, and masks, gotcha. like it's kind of a yeah. similar. Yeah, but the, yeah, this I is much more personal, mm-hmm. which I understand. And Darren, I totally hear you. Putting on a mask may not necessarily, you know. <laughs> no. Yeah, I see. It, what you're it saying. costs you nothing to put on a mask. It doesn't hurt you. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, yes, this is honestly. I was like, okay, I'm putting poison in my body. But guess what? I've experienced not COVID at all. Walking pneumonia, which is. I guess mild mm-hmm. compared to COVID. And if this can help not get that, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'll eat vomit. Mm-hmm. I will do that because I know how much pain that is and I'm a pussy. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> I, I totally get that we don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I have no idea. I should do research mm-hmm. and stuff. But I know it's scary to see people around you sick from doing a shot absolutely mm-hmm. terrifying but in the grand scheme of things this is going to be of service and i trust and i know i'm from the opposite end of dave which is okay i trust that this is gonna do something beneficial mm-hmm. there it can't not and i know it makes people sick but at least it'll be better than not just having masks and just kind of winging it well it makes it's a Ideally, it makes people sick for just a day or two, and then so then you, you know. get stronger. Mm-hmm. So then you won't, yeah. right? But yeah, I understand the the stuff. But vaccination, whether we like it or not, it's probably going to become it, like a driver's license. Like mm-hmm. you're going to have to have it to get into places. Yeah, to get and, on an airplane, maybe, or to get into big public events. Who knows? And I honestly, know. I kind of felt okay. I know, <laughs> guys, stay with me. I think that I like had a sense of accomplishment after. Mm-hmm. It was like I waited a month, I did the website, I did the check-in, and it was kind of neat to have like a, yeah, it's like I voted. Well, because also you um, you kind of did, I don't want to say the right thing, but you did what we were told to do this whole time in terms of you did 
social we, distance. We do, social yeah. distance. We've isolated ourselves. We always <laughs> wear masks. So this is kind of like the end of the the light at the end of the tunnel. Like I've done everything I'm supposed to do for the last year. Let me just go ahead and get this vac so I can put all of this behind me. And there are different strains. And again, there are so many components that I'm not a scientist. I don't know. But I do know for my little self, I feel like, okay, this is what I could do mm-hmm. to help myself and others. Like mm-hmm. I know in my elementary brain, that's how I see it. So mm-hmm. yeah, it sucks, but. Yeah, I don't know. Um, people who are truly conflicted about this, I, I don't have the answer. I don't know because yeah. I see both sides. I see the side of been doing this shit for a year. Let's go ahead and get vaxxed so I can get back to normal. And yep. I also get the, hey, what, what is this? Who's, why am I doing this? Is this tested? Is this, you know, and there's all, already there's little theories and mm. rumors going around. Oh, so people are dying and they're not being, they're not reporting. I had a friend of a friend, I, I had an old friend text my other friend about how, uh, hey, man, don't get the vaccine. I know four people already who have died from it. And it's like, mm-hmm, what? You? Yeah, yeah, old buddy. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, the text there. Um, so I, you know, and I don't know. I, I don't, I, it's easy to write people like that off of as, as wackos, but who knows what's I mean, not I mean, I eat Cheetos at times, and I eat, I mean, that's the thing, that's like the you were saying. Thing. It's yeah. like, listen, I I drink coffee by yeah. the fucking gallon. Yeah. Uh, I eat, eat edibles crazy. Like, if you eat Taco I, Bell and you drink yeah. Coca-Cola, I mean, you can't really get too self-righteous about not getting vaxxed. Now, if you're one of the, you know, if you're like this pure vegan, organic, whatever, I haven't put yeah. chemicals in my body in 10 years, maybe I'll listen to them a little more, but it's... You know, the stuff that we eat on a daily basis is killing us anyway. Yeah. So. So, yeah. I mean, I see both sides. I think. Charlie, shut up. <laughs> I'm very Well, it kind of reminds me of, okay, uh, I was a preschool teacher. Okay, a preschool aide for like six months in the desert. And it was really, you know, they were nice people, but I was super depressed. lived with my dad. Long story short, I, the first couple weeks I worked there, I got so ill. Mm-hmm. Super sick disgusting and I kept getting sick and the teachers there were like yeah welcome you you'll get used to it your immune system will get stronger because little kids have a lot of germs and so usually teachers get really sick but they get a stronger immune system so similarly I that's kind of what COVID is to me Uh (laughs) in that way like okay this sucks I'm just not used to it yet, but in the long run, I'm going to get stronger and it's going to be better. Yeah. Also, don't have kids. Just kidding. Well, and that poses (laughs) the question, at what point, um, and I don't know if we're there yet or not, I don't know enough about this, but at what point, like you kind of hinted at, are we going to be required or mandated to get this like what i'm saying is a yeah. year from now there's still going to be surely there's going to be people who haven't been vaxxed oh for sure at what point does the government like well you can't get on an airplane okay. you can't we can't yeah. give you a driver or whatever like there's i'm sure there's some leverage that the government could you know use against us to to uh incentivize incentivize that's not a word incentive mm. it's early i know no it's okay um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. at what point is it going to be "quote unquote" mandatory? And 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 yeah. that opens another ethical question. Like, is that 
you know, is that okay for the government to be like, no, you have to, or else we're going to take away certain little rights. So I, I don't know what rights they could. I, I keep saying the airplane thing because that just seems logical of like, yeah. we're not going to let you on this airplane if you're not vaxxed. You know, once everybody else is vaxxed, you're not going to be the one idiot who's not. I'm just saying it, but one, it, but at the same time, there's no way to enforce it. I mean, they can basically if, like, say a state is mm-hmm. all vaxxed, mm-hmm. I could see outside, like, almost like Visitors, the border of yeah. Mexico type thing. Yeah. Like, okay, show me, yeah, I could see that. Because I, I read just the headline, not the story, uh, yesterday of something about a uh, high percentage of people who have who haven't gotten the second dose, who who uh, willingly skipped their appointment oh. on the second dose. Okay. You know, so a lot of people got the first one, have, uh, have cold feet about it. And it's like, nah, I'm not going back to get that second one. It, like, And you can just you get the card, though, by the way. Yeah, the card is, I mean, my card, I know that they're getting better uh-huh. at making it, but it's like just they hand wrote the di- Like it was very oh, really? you, like basic. People might be forging yeah. the second Oh, for shots. sure. I guess people Don't they are. put a little sticker on there or something? I don't know. Hmm. Mine was, but I, I could see people getting creative yeah. and doing that. My R says Disneyland. Yeah, it. that's kind of fun. We went to Disneyland minus to, the rides. I went to Disneyland and all I got was this stupid shot. <laughs> Darren, I don't know if we answered anything. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and we're I don't. Rusty. I, I guess don't know we're what. Rusty no, with the calls. I, I don't know what the answer is. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not gonna. I'm on the fence too, even though I've already had it. But what I'm saying is, I'm not gonna like. You have to get it because I. T- I'm one of those people that was like, I don't trust the government to shoot me with yeah. a shot. But at the same time, like, uh, fall in line. Let's all just do this so we can hopefully move on and get back to normal. I, I don't know what the answer is. Yeah, and I, I guess no one does, boo. Yeah. And Kyle's like, uh, well, you know, there's scientists that say get the and, and then my conspiracy theory brain is like, well, how do we know the scientists aren't being paid off by the government to say that? You right. Know? I mean, and I don't want I, I don't want to pretend that I'm some conspiracy theory nut because I'm not. But at the same time, I don't think you should necessarily just blindly fall in line, be a sheep, and be like, okay, whatever the government tells me to do. But I mean, this is for the most part unprecedented territory i mean yeah. when's the last time there was a major like polio the polio vax yeah, whenever maybe. that was going down in the 50s or 60s or whatever i mean i know polio was before that but i don't remember when the vax came in but yeah i i don't this is just uncharted waters i don't know um i mean for the sake of getting back to normal if i had to pick one like i've i did with my own self like yeah just get it yeah you know who knows who knows? So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Darren. Good luck with that. Good uh, luck, Darren. I know that wasn't <laughs> no, that wasn't much of a. There's uh, a, a great a, a question. Help, but, um, you yeah, know, we'll see. All right, let's see if we got time for one more call. We got something here. What do we got? What do we got? Uh, hey, Dave and Katie, it's uh, Jacob. I've called a couple of times. Long time listener, big fan of podcast. My uh, my wife has been going through some stuff lately. She's trying to figure out a skin routine because she's been a little. Um, well, I guess you want to explain. All right. Well, she's um, had some issues where she feels like her her wrinkles and like maybe dark lines under her eyes are a little more noticeable. So, Katie, I know you're big into the skincare routine kind of genre and, and stuff. I wonder if you have any recommendations, uh, uh, stuff that might help kind of rejuvenate, I guess, the face and all that. 
Uh, big fan. Hope y'all keep doing what you're doing. Yay! Thanks, Jacob. Thanks, Jacob. Okay, Jacob. Skincare. Oh, okay. This is right in your wheelhouse. Right in my wheelhouse. First what did you of all, post this week on what happened? Oh, what was right. that? Right. Okay. Is um, that your? That was my surgery? facelift. <laughs> yeah. Facelift. Okay. <laughs> your impromptu <laughs> facelift. I got a procedure. It was called threading. These very powerful threads with sticks in them, and uh, they just make uh, they insert it into your cheeks and they pull it like old timey people in the like in the talkies, like women in the old movie stars would like take tape and pull their face back. Yeah, like facelift. Here, look at me, look younger. So basically, that's what. It was, and it was the most painful thing. Okay, but if we're just... Did that work for you? Are you happy with it? I am. It took a long time to heal. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a journey. Mm -hmm. Your face is a muscle, and your neck, your neck and face have to be taken care of the exact same way. Hmm. Also, diet. So... If you're just, uh, if you need, I'm acne and like gross and like I have a lot of stuff, but if you're just needing basic skincare, you got to get yourself some vitamin C, the little uh, oil. Okay. There's some oil. Uh, You got to get some vitamin E. You got to get some retinol. You got to get a good moisturizer and a nice toner. Now- by the way, this is annoyingly expensive because I even get stuff at Rite Aid and it's still expensive, but it is worth it. And you have to do it consistently. I do not do things consistently, and that's why my face looks like a trash can. So, <laughs> face doesn't look like well, a trash can. Well, sometimes you're beautiful. Uh, thank you. But um, so there is this place out here called Skin Gym, <laughs> and I used to go to it. And you basically get a facial every other week or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you could do that at home. So you have to exfoliate once a week. You have to just wash your face. And also, just so you know, vegan people have skin of, I mean, magical skin. Yeah. Because it is diet and mm-hmm. water. Oh, and collagen cream. Listen, I can give all the tips. Where should I write it? I should write it somewhere. I don't know. I'm going to write this down. (laughs) Or you could tell us right now. (laughs) No, but there's so many things that I, you know what I mean, can help, cannot. If Uh you have oily skin, I don't know. Uh But basically, never go to bed with makeup on. Wash your face in the morning and at night. And as us ladies start to age, we lose collagen. So... All these serums and stuff, make sure there's vitamin C in it. Make sure there's even collagen cream you could put under your eyes. And that just pumps collagen into your skin. Also, you gotta, you, have you seen those rollers, those jade rollers? No. Okay, it looks like a little, um, like a paint roller, mm-hmm. but it's made of stone. Huh. And you rub it on your face? Yeah, you rub it on your face. You go towards, you go towards your nose. Cheek to nose, cheek to nose, and it it's stimulating your face because you want those muscles and everything to just wake up. Huh. So, kind of yeah. like a cold press when fighters, in between rounds, they take these uh, cold, like, steel things and push them on their uh, cheeks and eyes to keep the swelling down. Yes. You get punched in the face too much. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. So, yeah. And I would I would splurge for... A serum that's, uh, you know, it's going to be expensive. You go to Sephora, you talk to somebody that talks down to you, and you feel bad go about yourself. Where? Sephora. What's that? <laughs> it's a makeup 
marketplace. You yeah. go in there. It's almost like the Costco of makeup. Oh, okay. Minus the cheap prices. Yeah. But it's, you go to somebody there, hey, I need some good eye cream. And then you could get, um, you go to Rite Aid, and the great products I enjoy is Differin and Survey. Those are, they don't have crap in them. They're <laughs> like dermatology, you know, tested, and it's a little cheaper than expensive stuff. So hmm. I hope that helps. Okay. Also, you can get threading done, mm-hmm. which is where you go in and you see your friend that you, and, and they, they shove things in your face and mm-hmm. pull. Hmm. Did that help? I think you're what's called a mark, boo. <laughs> I think they see you coming like this chick will buy whatever we try to sell it. <laughs> no. Deanna, Melanie, they're my friends, okay? They Jake, don't. <laughs> Jacob, take care of that skin, buddy. Yay. You and your wife. Was it his wife? It was his wife. His Hi. Wife. Right. I right. love her. Cool. Hello. Right on. Well, thanks for the call, man. Uh, hopefully uh, get that skin under control. Yeah. Also, okay, and if she wants more details, all right, this sounds, by the way, crazy. Carol Radswell, an ex-New York City housewife, stay with me, she's obsessed with skincare, and she's a very detailed, I think it's a Vogue article. So if you just Google Carol Radswell skincare, Mm -hmm. she goes into this in a beautifully academic and smart way. So I would suggest reading that. Okay. And then that'll help you. Okay. Right on. Yes. Well, thanks for the call, man. Oh, Appreciate thank that. Thank you. Uh, we should probably land this plane Landing. right about now. Um, boo, yes. uh, word of mouth. What do we got this week? Anything? Yeah. I'm reading an autobiography of a smash hit person entitled Open Book, Jessica Simpson's autobiography. A smash hit person. She's a smash hit person. Mm. That's what she is. Okay. She's a star. Hmm. We remember. We she, remember Nick and Jessica. We you're, remember. You're reading Jessica Simpson's autobiography. I am. Ironically, or are you truly interested? No, I I heard it was a great mm-hmm. um, autobiography. Mm-hmm. I've I like grew up with that reality television. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been a fan of her, but I, I I know she has some dad issues. Oh yeah, she's got dad management issues. She's got alcoholism issues. She's got you know, and and I just I'm excited. She's uh-huh. a she's a mogul. Okay. She has a clothing line. She has you know she's basically a billionaire. Is she really? I don't know, no. I think she just has millions, but still, big deal. Yeah. More than I have. Yeah, that's true. So let's learn. Okay. And and it's it's honest. I do like that it's entitled Open Book. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> and probably uh, no irony there from her. <laughs> open Book. But that is what I'm reading, guys, and I'm trying, because I'm an ADHD case. Wow, I couldn't even finish it. That's all right, boo. Uh, how any, far in the book are you? I'm like, if you, like... Ha a quarter? What's what's smaller than a quarter, maybe? What's half of a quarter? Half of a quarter would be an eighth. <laughs> yeah, I'm an eighth. <laughs> I'd say I'm in the eighth range. Okay. But, you know, uh, that's my book journey. There you go. Maybe come on it with me, people. Mm-hmm. Leave a message about it. I don't care. <laughs> Any word of mouth from you, boo-boo? Yeah, I watched, uh, I watched a couple of movies the other night while you were asleep. Um, yeah, one uh, is an older movie uh, called, um, not that old, maybe 10, 15 years old, called uh, Just Add Water. It's pretty hmm. good. Uh, Jonah Hill, um, it's the only real notable star. Uh, he wasn't the main character, but it was pretty good. Set in a desert town in California. Uh, just like I, I like like independent, like just uh, small stories. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing 
nothing crazy, just little slice of life stories. Uh, that was pretty good. And then I watched another one more recently. I think it came out last year called uh, The Last Shift. Uh, and it stars uh, Richard Jenkins, who that name probably doesn't do much for you, but he's he's one of these guys. He's a character actor. He's been in everything. He's an older dude. He's been working for 40 years, probably. Yeah, the dad from Step Brothers. He's the dad from Step Brothers. Uh, he's been in a bunch of other stuff. Always saw him in, in character roles, small side roles. He's the lead in this, and it's a small little independent movie. Um, and it was the ending, I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, it was solid. It was real solid. I, I like just these little simple indie films sometimes. Um, so, yeah, Richard Jenkins and the other dude, uh, young black dude, uh, what is his name? Uh, Shane Paul McGee. Hmm. Um, basically, the the story is uh, Richard Jenkins plays this dude named Stanley. Stanley's like in his mid sixties, and for the last thirty eight years, he's been working at this little fast food uh, chicken and fish place. He's been working there thirty eight years, and he's retiring next week. And uh, his boss has asked him to to uh, train his replacement, who's the young black kid. So it's that juxtaposition of the old white guy, the young black kid. Um, and and he just nails this character. I love mm. these character studies because without being mean or condescending, he's mid-60s, kind of a dork. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they don't really say but it's kind of inferred that uh he doesn't have a wife doesn't have a family uh just kind of you know the loner i've known so many guys like this restaurants and stuff that i work just the old goofy like nerdy loner and in in some ways it's kind of sad and depressing like oh man this guy's 65 he doesn't have a family he doesn't have a girlfriend but Seems happy, but he this guy just nails that 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 mm. role that character. I, I've known so many of these guys, whether it be uh, a couple guys stick out from my radio days, where it's like the old fifty year old guy who's never been married, yeah. just lives alone, and you can tell that uh, over time that affects you whether you want it to or not. When you live oh, alone and you don't have a lot of uh, communication with other people, like it just affects your personality. And uh, he just nails it so much so that he's. Um, you ever seen an old guy wear a, a backpack? Yes. He, he well, he does. He wears a backpack in this, and he but just once in a while, like very. I've seen it so many times in real oh. life. We're just like the old goofy guy who's just doesn't have a car. He's yeah. always riding the bus. He's waiting on the bus. Got his backpack where he just kind of looks out of place in society. Yeah. And um, it's really a good movie. And, and the young black kid is uh, just getting out of jail. He spent a few months in jail for doing some stuff. He's got a he's got a kid. Oh. He's got a girlfriend who's trying to get out of the relationship. So it's, um, it's a real great juxtaposition in terms of like cultural differences, uh, yeah. not cultural and age differences. Um, but just to see, I've always had a soft spot in my heart for like male or female, just just people who, older people whose life didn't really turn out how they wanted it to. Yeah. And uh, not looking down on those folks or anything and not being like condescendingly sympathetic, but just like, oh man, that's, I mean, life's tough. And mm-hmm. like we all have these visions and goals and, and, and dreams that we th- think are going to work out and then sometimes you wake up and you're 65 and you're still working in a fast food place mm-hmm. you know and the fact that just something the connotation of i've worked at this place for 38 years 
you know, even if that was a great job, like doing the same thing for 38 years, if you were, it was a great gig and you made a lot of money, that's still, there's a certain, to me anyway, there's still a certain level of like, ugh. Yeah. But especially since the job is fast food and not, not condescending to fast food workers. Like we, we need, uh, we need all the workers, Mm -hmm. you know, but I'm just saying he really nailed the, uh, just down on his luck. Oh, shucks. I'm old and alone type vibe. And, uh, Good little movie. The ending makes you be like, "What?" Uh, but but a solid movie. Great acting. The 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 both the leads just absolutely crush the roles. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I think it's on Prime, Amazon Prime. Uh, but yeah, uh, I don't build it up too much. It's not the, it's not the world's greatest movie, but I just like those type of slow paced, small story, few characters. It's set in Michigan, like uh, right in Central Michigan. I love Michigan. I've been there so many times, but like. Uh, kind of in between Battle Creek and Detroit and just right there in the middle of the state. and Just a solid little movie. Yeah. The, the Last Shift. The so. Last Shift. Oh, Ed O'Neill plays a small role in it, too. He's Ooh. always uh, he's always a treat. He's Uh-oh. always so funny. <laughs> I like Ed O'Neill. He's awesome. Um, but, yeah, check out The Last Shift if you want just a good uh, slice of life indie film. Indie film. It's good times. Good. All right. Yeah, really enjoyed that. Uh, anything else? Anything no, else going I'm- on? Follow me on Instagram, letter K, letter T, L O W Strandberg. Hell yeah. At KT Low Strandberg. The smash hit. <laughs> I'm at uh, underscore Dave Stone on Instagram. Cookbook still available at dumbdavestone.com. I'm still on Cameo, churning those out. Thanks yes. for everybody who's booked me on there. Those are a lot of fun to do. Um, so, yeah, that's just about it. Oh, yeah, small business owners, uh, keep them coming. Please. You want to plug your business, give Come us a call. On. Plug your business, 30 seconds, 60 seconds, whatever it is, uh, and we'll play that for free. What do we care? Trying to uh, do our part to uh, stimulate the economy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, all right, boo, good times. Good times, boo. Good catching up. It was great. I- I'll see you in next week. Yeah, we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all have a great week. We love you. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the Stonebergs podcast. If you enjoyed it, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a few seconds to rate and review it on iTunes. And if you don't listen to it on iTunes but still want to help out, simply tell a friend, as word of mouth is so important. Follow us on Instagram, at the Stonebergs podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at the Stonebergs. And lastly, give us a call 24-7 and leave a voicemail at 562-548-2012. That's 562-548-2012. Thanks for listening.